happy Independence Day to the entire crypto fam. In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis as Bitcoin analysts flag 32,500 launchpad zone for the Bitcoin price action. In breaking news just in, Spain's largest bank, Santander, says Bitcoin Lightning Network can scale to 1 million plus transactions per second versus only 20,000 for Visa. And quoting Max Kaiser, the Raul Powell Law in El Salvador protects consumers from poisonous scams, making unregistered ish coins illegal. Also in today's show, we'll be discussing Bitcoin futures premium hitting 18-month high is now the time to flip bullish. We'll also be discussing everything you need to know regarding Bitcoin ETFs in the United States, as well as Cameron Winklevoss slams DCG's Barry Silbert and says not even Scam Bankman Freed was capable of such delusion. We'll also be discussing the Bitcoin price can soar to 140000 next bull cycle, predicts crypto analysts, as well as permable Max Kaiser says El Salvador will be debt-free by 2030 and the Bitcoin price will hit $1 million. In fact, he says it's a mathematical certainty. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome to everyone just joining us. Today is pod episode number 1332. I'm your host, JV, and today is Independence Day. So happy July 4th, 2023. Let's kick off today's show, checking out the market. We can see Bitcoin correcting quite a bit after hitting a new 20. 23 high. We're currently trading at 30,700, down about 2% for the day. We also have Ether down 1.6%, trading just under $2,000, while BNB, XRP, and all the major cryptos are currently correcting and in the red. Checking out coinmarketcap.com, the current crypto market cap, sitting just above $1.2 trillion with $34.5 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance is sitting at 49.6%, with the Ether dominance at 19.3%, and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours, CVX, leading the pack up 5%, trading at $4.12, followed by Unised Leo, up 4%, trading just under 4 bucks. followed by Curved Out Token, up about 4%, trading just above $0.81. Cents. And checking out uh, the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week, still overall a sea of red, with just a few in the green, including Aave, Leo, and CRV. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're currently rated at 64 in greed, yesterday at 62, last week a 59, and last month a 52, which is neutral. And welcome, y'all. I want to say I also greatly appreciate Appreciate the super chat contribution. So thank you very kindly. At the end of the show, we'll be doing our live Q&A. So make sure to say hello in the live chat. And also let me know if you're currently bullish on the King Crypto. Now let's check out some of the charts on what is happening with the price action. Bitcoin bulls fought for 31000 on July 4th as the U.S. market closure offered the chance for volatility. And I love this Michael Saylor quote, uh, volatility equals life force. Hence, Bitcoin has lots of volatility because the force is strong, if you feel me. Data from Cointelegraph Markets Point Trading View showed Bitcoin price attempting to cement overnight gains, topping out at thirty. 
41,400, which is the new 2023 yearly high. And also, Trading Suite Decent Trader argued Bitcoin was looking bullish across virtually all the time frames on one of its proprietary trading tools. Uh, quoting Philip Swift here, feels like the market is getting ready to rip higher. And he also, uh, Michalvin Apot went on to share, uh, that the forecast of rapid gains could only kick in once Bitcoin had passed 32.5, marking the new highs. As he shares here, good consolidation on Bitcoin here swept some highs, but no acceleration. The actual acceleration will occur above 32.5. Until then, it is just a slow grind and we're getting so close to 32.5, just FYI. So according to the analyst, that's the line in the sand to keep your eyes out on for. Others continue the narrative calling for lower levels to reappear in the second half of this year after the midterm uh, top. Uh, quoting a Cointelegraph reporter here, the more time passes with Bitcoin holding above 25,000 on the macro level, the more I'm leaning towards the macro bottom being in, says Crypto Tony. I still believe we see a bigger drop later this year, but likely to be a part of a bigger accumulation zone. Now let's discuss small entities snapping up the bitcoin supply bitcoin supply shock in full effect right the latest on-chain figures from glassnode analytics revealed ongoing accumulation amongst the smaller entities of the bitcoin investor spectrum we refer to these cats as shrimp defined as wallets containing less than one btc and currently increasing their holdings by over thirty-three thousand btc per month on a rolling basis and according to glassnode the data stands out with only 130 out of 5263 trading days recording a larger monthly position change that brings the total coins held by the shrimp class to 1.33 million btc so there you have it and massive shout out to everyone accumulate in stats keep on stacking and breaking news just in spain's largest bank santander says bitcoin lightning network can scale to a million plus transactions per second versus only twenty thousand with visa the old school railways now if you were to uh choose what would you rather use uh visa as a pay rail or the bitcoin lightning network it's no question if you're to ask me with that being shared now let's discuss the latest with bitcoin futures which is looking very positive uh right now uh hitting 18 month highs check this out the bitcoin futures premium has reached its highest level in 18 months on july 4th traders are now questioning whether the derivatives metrics indicate excessive excitement or return to the mean after a prolonged bear market the bitcoin price has been trading in a narrow four percent range since June 22nd, oscillating between 29.9 and 31.1 as measured by its daily closing prices. The lack of a clear trend might be uncomfortable to some, but that is a reflection of the posing drivers currently in play. For instance, investor sentiment was negatively affected by the historic reversion of the U.S. Treasury yield curve, which reached its highest level on record, which you can see here in this chart. The closely monitored inverted spread between the two-year and 10-year Treasury notes reached its highest level since 1981 standing just above 1%, the phenomenon known as yield curve inversion, where short-dated treasury notes trade at higher yields than longer-dated notes, typically precedes economic recessions. Also, in addition to these macroeconomic distortions, crypto regulation has also been at the center of investors' attention as of late. Here are some of the recent examples. Kraken Exchange was required by the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California to provide details of users who engaged in transactions exceeding $20,000 within a calendar year. We also have Thailand's SEC banning crypto lending services, thus prohibiting crypto platforms from offering any form of return on deposited crypto by customers, as well as the Monetary Authority of Singapore announcing new requirements for crypto service providers to hold customer assets in a statutory trust by year's end. So investors are probably now asking, does Bitcoin have the strength to break 
above 31 resistance? Well, of course, one must take a potential economic recession and the increasing regulatory clampdown measures around the world into account first. Now for the Bitcoin future premiums reaching 18-month highs, which is pretty awesome. Bitcoin futures contracts in healthy markets should trade at 5 to 10% annualized premium, a situation known as Cantango, which is not unique for the crypto markets. The demand for leveraged Bitcoin longs had significantly increased over the past week as the futures contract premium jumped 6.4% on July 3rd from 3.2% the week prior. Besides reaching the highest level in 18 months, the metric has finally moved to the neutral to bullish area. Now the gauge market sentiment further, it also helpful to look at the options markets at the 25 Delta SKU and they can access whether the price stagnation has made investors less optimistic. It reveals when arbitrage desk and market makers change or charge higher prices for protection against upside or downside movements. And in short, if traders expect the drop of the Bitcoin price, the SKU metric will rise above 7% while periods of excitement typically have a negative 7% SKU. Now, moderate optimism could be healthy for the Bitcoin market. Typically, 6.4% futures basis and a negative 13% delta SKU would be considered moderately bullish. However, considering analysts are estimating a 50% chance for BlackRock spot Bitcoin ETF approval, these metrics might be seen as conservative. But a certain amount of skepticism is indeed healthy for buyers using derivative contracts and avoid the risks of cascading liquidations. Now, thus today, 6.3% futures premiums represents a healthy market as opposed to 10% or higher, indicating excessive optimism or euphoria. Moreover, traders should remain confident given that bulls have room to further leverage long positions without running excessive risks. So there you have it. And as we all know, we do have futures ETFs approved, but for some reason, no spot Bitcoin ETF, which we know is best for the investors. So now I want to dive deeper into everything you need to know regarding spot Bitcoin ETFs here in the United States. Uh, we know BlackRock put in their infamous application here uh, more recently, within a couple of weeks ago, and the market has been pumping since with many other major asset managers following in suit and doing uh, the same. So let's break this down, then we'll dive into Cameron Winklevoss's rant against DCG's Barry Silbert, who is the founder of the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, followed by a whopping 140000 price prediction for this upcoming bull cycle, followed by the latest from Max Kaiser and his $1 million Bitcoin price prediction, which he he says is a mathematical certainty. Let's break this down. And again, welcome to y'all just joining us. Recent weeks seen a surge in interest from traditional finance for crypto-based ETFs after the SEC took issues with the initial filing. BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, submitted a fresh app for Bitcoin ETF on July 3rd, which was just yesterday. A week earlier, Fidelity led the crop of investment firms and lodging apps with the SEC for Bitcoin-based ETFs. Meanwhile, HSBC has become the first bank to offer Bitcoin and Ethereum ETFs to customers out there in Hong Kong. Now, in context of Bitcoin, it is often the seemingly positive news that is harmful over the long term and vice versa. Short-term negative news often serves to strengthen the ongoing case for the king crypto. A good example of that is ladder of 2017's block size war when the Bitcoin community split into big block camp that launched Bitcoin Cash Fork and the small block camp that implemented the segregated witness upgrade in Bitcoin. And while the result was chaotic for the short term, with many a Bitcoin critic seeking to dance on Bitcoin's grave, it proved to be one of the most important lessons on decentralized consensus and paved the way for the layered scaling via the Lightning Network that we enjoy today. Shout out to Lightning. And for example of good news turning negative, we don't have 
have to go too far back into the past up until late 2022. FTX was the prime example of crypto going mainstream with the Super Bowl ads, right? Stadiums, naming rights, and glossy magazine features. It seemed like they had limitless money to just throw in advertising. But in the end, FTX proved to be a ticking time bomb that blew up in everybody's face and set back the industry's legitimacy by years. Quoting Tyler Winklevoss here on Crypto Twitter. Today marks 10 years since Tyler and I filed for the first spot Bitcoin ETF. The SEC government refusal to approve these products for a decade has been a complete and utter disaster for U.S. investors and demonstrates how the SEC is a failed regulator. Why? Protected investors from best performing asset of the last decade, pushed investors into toxic products like the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, GBTC, which trades at a massive discount and charges astronomical fees, pushed spot Bitcoin activity offshore to unlicensed and unregulated venues, and pushed investors into the arms of FTX, subjecting them to one of the largest financial frauds in modern history. Maybe the SEC will reflect on its dismal record, and instead of overstepping its statutory power and trying to act like the gatekeeper of economic life, it'll focus on fulfilling its mandate of investor protection, fostering fair and orderly markets, and facilitating capital formation. This would have led to a much better outcome for U.S. investors. In the meantime, best of luck to all those fighting the good fight to bring U.S. spot Bitcoin ETFs to life. Onwards, very powerful and bold words by the Winklevoss twins. I agree 100%. Let me know if you agree or disagree. Now, also, there are other dangers for the wider market with ETFs. There's a risk that paper Bitcoin, that's right, claims not backed by the actual Bitcoin, could distort the market and undermine Bitcoin's very monetary policy. Exchanges that have issued paper Bitcoin in the past, such as FTX, have been kept in check via withdrawal runs and eventual collapse, after which the fake Bitcoin claims were wiped out, along with the hapless exchanges. That's right. Who wants fake Bitcoin? So don't give your real Bitcoin to the exchanges in the fake paper Bitcoin for return. Just saying that likely wouldn't be the case with ETFs without the possibility of withdrawing the underlying asset. Paper Bitcoin can be printed at will. If Bitcoin ETFs become the dominant way of investing into Bitcoin, it could very well lead to millions of paper Bitcoin flooding the market, suppressing the Bitcoin price action. So that's something to keep in mind. And with Bitcoin, holding it means owning it, not your uh, Bitcoin, I mean, not your keys, not your crypto, right? In the context, Bitcoin ownership is very closely linked to control over the cryptographic keys associated with specific Bitcoin addresses. Now it might be true that someone can own a Bitcoin in a legal sense without having direct control over the keys, such as when owning an exchange account or holding an ETF share. But that is simply not a good idea in the Bitcoin world. So what I would like uh, to point out right here with this story is uh, the following. Uh, and hear me out here. Personally, I would prefer to self-custody my Bitcoin as an investor. I feel the ETFs are great for institutional adoption, but unless you're an institution like BlackRock or Fidelity, HSBC, uh, you know, and so on, why would you even want to invest into a Bitcoin ETF, what's the benefit? Do the benefits outweigh the risks? I say no. I think the risks outweigh the benefit. The safest way to store your crypto and do your own research, but it is self-custody, right? Put it on your own wallet. I would prefer the Trezor. Earlier, I received a SuperShot contribution and someone asked me, what is your preferred uh, cold storage wallet? I'd say the Trezor. Other options out there, there's actually quite a few. So if you have a preferred wallet, let us know what that is in the comments below. And at the end of the show, I'll be reading all of these. 
out loud. So just always remember, not your keys, not your cheese. And Bitcoin ETFs aren't for the ordinary investor, but for the massive institutions to help usher in mass adoption as the Bitcoin game theory continues in full effect. And now for the latest with the Winklevoss versus DCGs, Barry Silbert. This is very interesting as uh, Cameron made a very thought-provoking uh, tweet just yesterday. And I'm actually going to start by reading uh, some of this open letter. I'll be actually uh, giving you some of the highlights, but here we go. In the July 4th open letter to Barry Silbert, FYI, brand new, Winklevoss alleged that DCG Enterprise engaged in fraudulent behavior via a culture of lies and deceit coming at the expense of Gemini's 232,000 earn users. This is his open letter, and I'll include this story in the show notes below the video in the description for you to reference and check it out for yourself. But here are the highlights. Amongst the accusations and Winklevoss's strongly worded letter is that Silbert intentionally delayed resolution through abuse of the mediation process. The letter states the following. Mediation has given DCG an indefinite uh, forbearance on the $630 million it owes Genesis for free. And most disturbing, according to Winklevoss, has been Silbert's apparent claim of being the victim in the debacle. Quoting him here, it takes a special kind of person to owe $3.3 billion to hundreds of thousands of people and believe, or at least pretend to believe, you are some kind of victim, he added. Not even Sam Bankman-Fried was capable of such delusion. DCG's Genesis was the lender behind Gemini's EARN program, which promised returns as high as 8% to depositors. However, November 16th, 2022, Genesis announced it temporarily suspended withdrawals, citing unprecedented market turmoil. Then Genesis later filed for bankruptcy on January 9th of, or 19th of this year, with Gemini seeking to recover its share of the billions of dollars owed by Genesis to creditors ever since. However, after what Winklevoss described as multiple delays, he appears to have had enough. Here's again another quote. I write to inform you, your games are over, Winklevoss said, explaining that professional fees have now ballooned to over $100 million at the expense of credits and earn users. Enough is enough. Winklevoss has given Silbert an ultimatum. Accept his first best and final offer by 4 p.m. Eastern, July 6th, two more days, or face a lawsuit on July 7th. How do you think this will likely play out? The offer pitched calls on DCG to make a $275 million payment by July 21st and an additional $355 million before July 21st, 2025, and a final payment of $835 million by July 21st, 2028, which is five years from when the plan support agreement date was proposed by the Winklevoss. The total payment will come to $1.47 billion. That's no chump change, eh? Winklevoss wants the payments to be made in the form of Bitcoin, Ethereum, and the United States dollar, with the funds sourced from Genesis Global Trading, potential payouts from FTX and Alameda Research's bankruptcy estates, in addition to Avalanche and Near tokens that it may have a claim to from Three Arrows Capital Bankruptcy Estate. Now, I will be keeping you posted with the latest from this. Let me know if you are in uh, the corner of the Winklevoss twins or in the corner of Barry Silbert. I stand with the Winklevoss twins here. I think Barry should be held responsible and he's taking no responsibility for any of this debt. He's just trying to ignore it and play the victim. That, my friend, is not cool. But let me know how you feel that will likely play out. Do you think Barry will continue to ignore it? and get slapped with a lawsuit by the 7th. 
Let's discuss it. And now let's break down this $140,000 prediction coming from BitBoy's channel. And then we'll dive into the latest and updates from Max Kaiser regarding, uh, you know, Bitcoin bonds, volcano energy and $1 million Bitcoin price action being a mathematical certainty. Then we'll dive into our live, uh, Q&A. And what are your thoughts regarding $140,000 for this cycle peak? Uh, do let me know. Now, here we go. AJ's latest analysis for Bitcoin points to a potential climb of $140,000 per Bitcoin in the next bullish cycle. This prediction particularly ambitious in its scope following BlackRock's recent filing for Bitcoin spot ETF here in the United States. This move sparked a chain reaction with several of the large funds submitting their own filings, which we have been discussing. Additionally, AJ forecasted that Bitcoin is set to consolidate its share of the crypto market in the coming years. This notion stems from two key factors. Bitcoin's distinct position as a non-security digital asset, having the green light from the CFTC as well as the SEC. And according to AJ, Bitcoin's dominance in the crypto market will not wane in the foreseeable future. And we have people like Michael Saylor predicting the Bitcoin dominance is likely to hit a high of 80%, considering we're roughly at 50%. That's another 30% climb, which would be pretty significant. Now, currently, 92% of Bitcoin's maximum supply is in circulation, contrasting sharply with several crypto projects, where only approximately 50% of their max supply, ranging from 500 million to 1 trillion tokens in circulation. Now, I love Bitcoin. We know it's decent centralized and there can only ever be 21 million coins in existing. Now, wrapping up his speculation, the BitBoy crypto analyst summarized that Bitcoin's value could increase to somewhere between 100,000 and 140,000 in the next bull market. Moreover, he projected the Bitcoin's market cap would reach at least 2 trillion, provided his bullish thesis holds true. Now, with the Bitcoin market cap currently hovering at around uh, 600 billion, that is what, roughly 4x from where we're currently at. Now, this prediction is just one of the many Bitcoin predictions reported in the past weeks. As I shared in a previous episode, Willie Wu is suggesting a target of $310,000 if these large asset managers were to allocate just 5% of their assets into the King Crypto. And I also covered in yesterday's episode, Credible Crypto predicting a new all-time high this year, potentially by October rising to $150,000. So you guys let me know your thoughts surrounding these bullish price predictions. And now for the latest from the one and only High Priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser. Massive shout out to Max and Stacey Herbert. Let's dive into their latest predictions. And I'm going to start by these tweets. Just recently, uh, Max Kaiser tweeted, Bitcoin is better than gold. Bitcoin is going to $2 million while gold stays stuck at under 2000 And lo and behold, hasn't gold been stuck for the past decade while Bitcoin continues climbing, being the most appreciative asset in human history? Just some food for thought. Max also recently tweeted that Bitcoin reflects the beauty of Gary Gensler, the chairman of the SEC, Attacking everything except untouchable Bitcoin and the unimportance of having a U.S.-based Bitcoin spot ETF. He also says that 220000 is in play, and he's boldly predicted that for this month of July. If you feel there is a possibility of Bitcoin hitting 220000 this month, let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And let's continue with his uh, recent bullish predictions. Now, Max Kaiser and now chairman of Volcano Energy, which is a sustainable mining company in El Salvador, believes that Bitcoin and mining adoption will help improve the Salvadoran economy. Kaiser emphasized setting up Bitcoin mining operations like Volcano Energy, which will invest $1 billion into the country and produce green power from solar and wind sources for mining operations, will allow the nation to pay its debts fully. He is quoted sharing the following in a recent interview. This country will be debt-free by 2030 and uh, with Bitcoin and geothermal 
Bitcoin mining. And furthermore, he profiled El Salvador as a worldwide center for Bitcoin mining, detailing that this development allows jobs to be generated in the area, raises the gross domestic product, as well as benefits the country. Max, who moved to El Salvador in 2022 and now serves as an advisor to President Bukele, is sure that Bitcoin will become a significant reserve asset. El Salvador has set a set of advantages compared to other countries. Kaiser states that due to its crypto regulatory framework and green energy resources, El Salvador will develop a Bitcoin-derived industry. Here's what he declared. Countries around the world are beginning to accumulate and mine Bitcoin as the world of fiat money and central banks disintegrate. With the benefit of President Nigel Bokele's new laws, such as making Bitcoin legal tender, we have the ability to lead the world and arguably become the richest country in the world. Let's go El Salvador. Now, Kaiser has been a very vocal proponent a Bitcoin as a currency, declaring that all fiat currencies are going to zero compared to Bitcoin. And the logic behind that is because fiat has no bottom, Bitcoin has no top, which he commonly says. Kaiser explained that Volcano's energy's market cap will grow to $50 billion, exceeding El Salvador's GDP, which is estimated to be $29 billion. And this growth will be powered by the rise of the price of Bitcoin to $1 million per coin. And he says he qualified this particular prediction as a mathematical certainty. So there you have it coming directly from Max Kaiser. What are your thoughts on his $1 million price? prediction by 2030 and it becoming a mathematical certainty let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below and don't forget to check out cryptonewsalerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live q a and i look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode